Hey, it's Joe Girard with the Sales Hero Podcast, where you're going to learn some cool stuff about psychology, influence, neuroscience, creating those repeatable best practices and systems, and building your bulletproof mindset. You can also find me on my blog at joegirard.ca and at saleshero.academy.com. Today, we're going to be going through this power of authenticity, which is really interesting because I wrote about it back in January, and the journey from January to now, and how that one goal of being more authentic has absolutely helped skyrocket my business. I'm going to share with you how you can do it yourself. It's also a blog post, so you can check out the link as well for more content. Remember, it's all about keeping it simple, having fun, and getting back to just helping more people buy from you. And it's awesome that you're willing to do this work on improving yourself so you can make an impact for others. So let's get started. All right, welcome to today's post, audio, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's kind of a neat one. We're going to be doing some time traveling, some back to the future-esque kind of a discussion because this has come about as I was getting ready to to put this post, this audio onto the podcast, uh, I really wanted to share with you this great tip on being more authentic because it's something I've been working on all year. And this post had audio attached to it. And when I originally wrote it in January, and now 10 months later, I went back and listened to it. And I went, holy cow, what a dramatic difference in the way that I speak now versus how I spoke then. And I maybe you don't hear it as much as I do, but I can hear these subtle things that are going on. And it's all the stuff that I've been working on with my clients, with myself. And it's really, really powerful to use authenticity and not as a buzzword, but as, you know, just be real. And so uh, some of the recent stuff I'm talking about is not being a sales weirdo. And when I'm working with clients and we're listening to calls, we go into those calls, we break them down. And the weirdness factor is the is the difference the gap between what i what i know that they normally sound like when we talk versus what they sound like on a call when they just sound salesy and so this this post here i'm going to do some reflection on that post back in january as and it's cuz i went back and reread it it's really good actually but the way that i said it the way that i spoke it is just like i hear a lot of times is the right words in a sales script versus how that message comes across and how much we make an impact so it's kind of i don't know if it's a narcissist um, self-study on my own process, but it was more of a realization that, you know what, if you are willing to work on yourself consistently over time, that is the true sales hero idea. So I talked to my uh, clients yesterday, there are a couple of sales reps in, in, in California, and, and we were working through their process, and they were really uncomfortable listening to this call. We had the team together, and we were going through their, the one uh, girl sales call, and and she was go wow why am i talking like that why did i say that why did i why did i ask that question you know that i'm really sabotaging this person we really broke it down and on her end it's uncomfortable but you know when we got through it i said let's think about it for a second they've got lots of you know customers that have been really happy over the years with the service she's very service oriented and you know they they work with them for years they go and they you know they thank them so much for helping them solve this problem they're giving them hugs and just they're a big part of their life and all of that either happens or it doesn't happen on this like 60 second or five minute phone call. When we break down this five minute phone call, this long term relationship either happens or it doesn't based on her willingness to be uncomfortable in this training 
to work on herself. So I really want to say kudos to anybody uh, if you are working on yourself so that you can better serve your customers, help them solve problems because you're doing the hard work and the uncomfortable work to, to do that. So, you know, just give yourself a pat on the back. Even if you do a little bit, that 1% each day is what really makes an impact long term. And that's what this is about. So, I was getting excited as I've launched this podcast. You know, this is now um, one of the earlier episodes. And I was like, great, I have all this audio. And because my, bo- my blog, when I first um, w- was doing audio, it was uh, a couple years back. And a friend of mine sent me an email and said, hey, I really love your blog post. And it's great, but I drive a lot and I get Siri to read it to me from iPhone. And I was like, like Siri, oh, okay, that's cool. And I said, so you just get this like robot to read my words. And I said, what, would it be easier if I just like read it and made an audio? And he said, that'd be great. And so I started doing that. And originally I just used the, um, the microphone through my computer, through my laptop. And then I realized, hey, I want to up, update that. And so I bought a nice uh, high powered, you know, Yeti microphone to make it clear like this and worked on that. Now I've got this cool mounted arm. I feel like I'm in a studio. It's great. But then when I went back and I and I listened to all this audio, because when I launched the podcast, I thought, well, this is great. I'm going to have all of this content. I can just repurpose onto the podcast. And this will make a big difference for you listening. And then I listened to it and I went, holy cow, about a you know, quarter of it I can't use because it's that old crappy audio from the microphone. Uh, then another about 50%, it was just me reading. And I thought, wow, that's what a lot of times, you know, salespeople say, well, if I just have the right script then I'll be fine. And so we read from a script and you can hear when somebody's reading from a script. And that's what I was listening to on my own audio. I'm like, oh, it sounds brutal. It's good content and it was good for the time. But now I see it a little bit differently. Then there was another about 10, 20% of me just, you know, it wasn't fully energized. It was me just going through the motions and just kind of trying to get through it. And it's only a handful of posts and an audio from before that I'm like, you know what, I can reuse that. So now I'm having to go back and re-record all of this. But that was the light bulb for me is that, it, you're never done learning. You're never done growing. And the stuff I'm saying right now is probably going to be better next year and then better the following year and all these things that we're going to do. So it's that growth that I really want you to focus on. And so that's what this was about is, you know, at the beginning of the year, the number one thing I said I was going to start doing was being more authentic. And that has absolutely dramatically increased my conversions, made my conversations easier, and has allowed me to just have so much more fun with everything I'm doing. So let's go back into the post and figure out sort of what the thought process was, how that came about. And so really what happened was it was back in last December that the idea for the post came about and it, I was sitting there and I was going, you know, it's it's December and it's that time where we all have to start thinking about goal setting. And it, it's like this like weighing on my shoulders going, oh man, I haven't really set my goals and I feel this obligation to the people that read my blog that I got to write all this stuff on goal setting and New Year's resolutions. And I was feeling this really like this heavy feeling. And, and as we're getting towards the end of this year, that's starting to come about as well. And I think it, it's it's normal for us to start thinking about goals. And so I realized that I really hate setting goals in the new year. I really hate sort of putting that pressure on myself to say what's going to happen. And as in any of the stuff that I talk about, I'm more about building the systems, building the activity, getting things done and having sort of a bigger vision that supports these sort of short-term plans. But people go into these years with these, you know, these big visions and goals. And then when they don't hit those targets, they start to self-doubt. And so that was kind of what I was thinking about. And I was thinking, well, I also have this like 90 day sprint program and all this training that I do with people about goal setting, but it's not just that, right? So the goals, goal setting is, is really powerful, but how you take action on it, how you put the systems in place is really what it's all about. So that was kind of what happened. And, and I was thinking about, man, I have this enormous pressure to write these goal setting posts and it was weighing on me in December. And so we went, um, 
you know, we, uh, some friends of ours and us, we went and rented a cabin in a place with like no cell service, no internet. And we just kind of hung out and I, you know, I was working on my spirituality and, and by that, you know, I was doing some reflection and we were just sitting in the hot tub, drinking whiskey, smoking cigars. And I was thinking, you know, what is, what's the real purpose behind this is that I didn't get into my own business. I didn't start doing all of this so that I would have a job. Right, I got into this because I really wanted to make an impact. I was talking to a partner yesterday, and we were we were talking about. It. I said, you know, I'm doing this project because I really think this part's fun, and I like this because it's fun. And every project I take on right now is because I want to have fun with it. I want stuff that's interesting and inspiring, and work with people who are doing cool things. And I'm willing to do the hard work because I enjoy it. And when it stops being fun, I'm not going to do it. We don't need to be just shackled by this stuff. And so that was kind of what we're, what I was looking at is that everything we do should be a choice. Now you need to do things to make sure that you take care of yourself. So if you don't have a lot of options, make sure you get yourself into a position where you have choices. And that's one thing that in my life we've been working towards is getting more choices. But whatever you decide to do, go into it fully. Uh, Eckhart Tolle writes in The Power of Now is just really going into this stuff fully. So whether you are working really hard or you choose to be lazy, give into that choice fully. And so in in the post I was talking about, um, you know, when when you feel tired and you want to just lay down for a nap, um, for me it's just like giving up and and for my day and just watching The Office reruns for the tenth time. Or you have work to do, so you're tired or you have work. But if you lay down and have that nap, it's that guilt that comes in where it's like, oh, I should be working. But if you do the work, you start to resent, well, I wish I could just lay down because I'm so tired and this work is pulling me this way. Or for me, it's like I have all this work to do, but I like to go golfing. And so we're constantly just like judging ourselves whether we're doing one thing or the not. So it was really about giving into all of this stuff fully. Whatever I chose to do, give into it fully. So if I didn't want to set goals... That's my choice. How that affects my business is a different story, right? And so it's this this constant internal battle of like, uh, I have to do this and I have to do that. There's nothing you have to do, right? So it, everybody that I talk to is saying, you know, I'm so busy. I'm doing this. I'm like, what are you working on? And everybody's just bombarding themselves with stuff that they feel they have to do. So let's really just think about there's nothing that you have to do. Whatever your goals are going to be, make your goals your goals. So going back to last year is that's when I, I took some time to reflect on on my, my year and I was trying to resist the urge to plan, right? It was really hard because I thought, well, I have to do this. So when we sat down, I looked at this stuff and I was reflecting, I thought, you know, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake this this idea that I had an obligation to tell my readers how to goal set. But, you know, am I letting them down? Am I doing this stuff that's not really helping them? And the, the answer was, you know, should I map out a strategy? And I was like, yeah, I probably should. But what was more important to me was the fact that I'm going through or I was going through this internal struggle, this internal dialogue is probably more powerful, more impactful for you listening than me just telling you a bunch of stuff I think you should do. And I was talking to some clients this week and I said to them, you know, there's all, I, I used to hate when I would have like a manager that would come in and they would say, well, just make your call like this or just do your meeting like this. And I would ask, well, could you show me? And they go, no, 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 I just want you to do that. But they could never do it themselves. That was when I just really pulled away and said, well, how can you tell me to do something if you're not willing to do it yourself? And so that was, I think that's my big obligation to you is that whatever struggles that I go through, that's what I want to share. 
and the lessons that I learn. If I'm going to ask you to do something, I better have done it myself and I better be open to seeing what other people are doing so we can all learn together. And that's really what my role is doing all this stuff on the sales hero, just not to hear myself talk. Um, and this narcissism comes in where I just listen to my own podcast. It's really weird, uh, but that's cool. But the biggest thing is that if I'm struggling with something or if I've struggled with something, I guarantee that somebody else has struggled with that as well. So it's all about breaking through that struggle, dealing with transition and understanding Understanding that if you do this work consistently over time, you'll set yourself up for success. And that was my big aha moment last year. And so you don't need more things to do. You don't need more strategies, but what you do need to do is figure out that one or two things that you're going to take action on consistently over time. And so back in December, back in January, the thing I said to myself, you know what? I was listening to some of my stuff. I was going through my meetings and I said, my number one thing I'm going to do is just be more authentic this year. I was listening to some things I did and it was taking some time to ramp up into authenticity when I was talking to people. Have you ever done that where, you know, you're talking to somebody and it takes, you know, 30 seconds to a minute before all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, and then you turn into your normal person. Initially, it's like this thing that you think is a societal norm where we have to be really polite and quiet until we kind of figure out whose role. But the faster you can be more authentic, the faster you can be just your normal self and not weird, the easier your connections are going to be and the more control you actually have over everything you do. And so that was really what, it was to me, it wasn't about a buzzword and be like, hey, you got to be more authentic. It was more that I just wanted to stop being weird. I knew I could do more for myself. And so for me, like at the beginning of the year, I said, I've got plans to do videos. I was reading, I, I wanted to launch my podcast and do more webinars. And that was a loose goal that I had set. And then I started to map it out and it starts to happen because I just wanted to have some fun with this. And so I was writing, training, doing, working with co uh, clients and all of a sudden my business has absolutely exploded. And it, I think, I not think, but I know that it comes to the fact that I've been working on this authenticity thing all year long. And so I was talking about, and I've said this before, is when I record this stuff, you don't see on the back end, I got to throw out a lot of audio and a lot of video because it just sounds weird. I've, you know, the intro to my podcast, I tried 10 different variations. The one thing that works really well for me is before I start, I give myself a little giggle and that gets me into this mode where I'm, where I'm talking. And then I have to remind myself, keep smiling and just bring this energy. And if you could see me right now, I'm waving my hands around like a mental patient, but it's really but this stuff I love because I'm, I'm talking to the microphone because I'm hoping that there's somebody on the other end and I'm talking to in the microphone like I'm talking to you. And there's some, there's that audience of one. There's that just somebody there that we're connecting with. And the same thing with your clients, your staff, your family, team members, partners, everybody you talk to. How fast can you really set the tone for this? And so um, if you're in sales, uh, this, this, this advice will really absolutely skyrocket what you're doing. So the three things that you want to do, the self-check number one is before I do anything, I have to ask myself, is it truly me? right? Is my true self and my message, is this something I believe in my DNA? When On my recent post on unconscious communication, if you don't believe the things you are saying are true, you're subconsciously communicating that to the person on the other end. You don't know you're doing it. They don't know you're doing it, but they just feel something's not right. So whether you think... Uh, 
that your message is authentic, you have to feel it. You have to absolutely know that I believe in this thing because everything you're doing and selling is this transfer of belief and emotion, right? The self-check number two, so I would write that down. You know, do I absolutely believe in the things I'm saying for self-check number one? Self-check number two is at what point in the conversation did I become my real self, my authentic real me? And just kind of map, put it on a piece of paper or something. Every time you talk to people, go, hmm, you know what? It took me about 10 seconds, 20 seconds. It took me a minute before I was really normal and not this weird sales. I was listening to a call the other day and the person's like, how are you? And it's like, that's not how you talk to people or, yeah, so yeah. Okay. And those are two different like ends of the spectrum. Just be like, Hey, what's up? How are you? Let's talk. I'm normal. You're normal. These are two humans talking about human things. So that's the self check number two, find out when you become that normal person. Um, and within that, um, Within that self-check number two, also I'm saying put yourself on this weirdness scale. Rate yourself how large of a gap from one to ten are you between your normal self and your weird salesy work voice. I used to be told by a girlfriend I had this thing called a work voice. (laughs) It was brutal. Um, And self-check number three, ask others to call you out when you're not being normal, right? You know, I had my girlfriend listen to a lot of my audio, my video, and she would say to me, you know what, you sound like kind of like a salesy or a marketing douchebag on that one. And I would listen to it. I'm like, you're totally right. I sound just like, just what am I talking about? And so if, if uh, and at some point I will play some of the bloopers on these podcasts, but I, I talk to myself, I go, what am I talking about? What am I even saying here? I'm rambling. Maybe right now I'm rambling a bit. But so the, the second one, the metric number two is the how fast can I be authentic was the metric I planned to, to track throughout the whole year. And I tracked that. And the times that I wasn't instantly myself and I were, I tried to figure out what, who was doing what on these calls were the calls that I lost. The ones where I just came out of the gates hot and like super myself and just like, hey, how's it going? And we're really connecting and I'm asking questions and we remove any of that scarcity mentality of, ooh, I really hope I get this customer. We don't think about money. We just think about human to human interaction and how can we just have a conversation? If I have what you're looking for, if you think there's value, if we can make this fit, if we're a good fit together, we have shared values, it opens up so many new dialogues and it opens up this ability for you to create trust in your conversations that you have, you're not trying to sell them on something, but the more you build that trust because you're authentic, the more they're like, hmm, I'm willing to listen to your point of view because you just sound normal. (laughs) So this is, um, that was my big thing. How fast can I be authentic? And over the last 10 months, it's absolutely skyrocketed my business. And so the whole part of this is this goal setting. It wasn't about avoiding the stuff I had to do. It wasn't about avoiding my business and being like, well, I just don't want to set goals, so I'm not going to do it. Poor me, poor me. It was about when you're doing these things, make conscious choices about what's important to you. Put things in front of you that you can take action on and be willing to work on yourself step by step day after day over time. There's that, the, I have a chart that shows if you increase yourself by 1% per day in 70 days, you're twice as good. It's that exponential growth. And that is something that you can absolutely control. Don't worry about the stuff you can't control. Worry about the stuff you can control. So at, I, on the bottom of that post, I read, you know, at the end of the year, let's see how this all plays out. And this is kind of now the end of the year. And I'm like, man, how cool is that? You know, nine, 10 months later, this stuff is really working and I'm coaching other people on how to use this for themselves. And so the big one big tip I'll give you is if you're not sure how to do this, just simply grab your smartphone or a recorder and record yourself doing all the stuff you're doing, right? Record yourself on video, on your phone, through audio and listen to the way 
that you talk to other people and ask yourself, is that me? Would I buy from me? And am I happy with the way that I'm speaking? Am I interrupting people? Am I cutting people off? Am I asking the wrong question? Am I trying to sell them on something? Am I not you know, asking enough questions? When we break down sales conversations, the number one punchline that ends up happening is that we're interrupting, we're cutting people off, we're not treating them normal, we're being weird. And the big one is that we don't ask the right question at the right time and then we start selling stuff and we've completely taken this call off track. And so that's what I'd get you to listen to is your recordings. And you know what? If you want some help with this stuff, reach out to me. You know, email me. My email is joe at changegrowachieve.com and I'm willing to work with you on this kind of stuff because this is really important to me. If you're willing to do the hard work to, to make this stuff easier for yourself and for your customers, like I said, that's what makes you a true sales hero. So this was... um that really just encourage you to get a little bit uncomfortable with your stuff. You know, listen to yourself, get somebody review it and be completely open to it. One of the things that, that I remember reading in this book called subliminal, I've been mentioning that a few times is our brain has these two sort of roles that they play is one. You have a scientist and the other one, you have a lawyer and the scientist part of your brain is the thing that looks for trends, facts and figures and reasoning and looks for all the data right? The lawyer starts with a conclusion and then looks for all the things that support that conclusion. And there's this part of us that's called the above average effect, which is we think we're doing better than we really are. And our brain is a decent scientist, but an absolutely wonderful lawyer. So most of the time throughout our days, when we're sharing stories or we're talking to people and we replay those in our minds, we think we're doing much better than we are. I'm encouraging you to adopt the mindset of the scientist and start to really pinpoint and be objective with the stuff that you're doing in with the one goal to help serve your customers better. So I'd love to hear your comments and, 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 uh, and, and concerns or, or any ideas you have around this. Um, you know, talked about your own goals, any ways that you're working on authenticity, reach out, connect with me. And I'm just really glad I got to share this with you uh, and let me know how it's helped you. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. You know, whether you're just starting out or you have decades of experience, it's conversations exactly like these that can help you get an edge today and in the long term. You can also find me on my blog at joegerard.ca and saleshero.academy.com. Make sure you share this with your friends and colleagues as well. You know, selling is heroic because nothing happens in a business unless people buy from you. This is why I want to help you just simplify, have fun, and grow. Let's not only talk about these ideas, but take action and do our best work together. When you invest in yourself and just continuously learn how to sell the right way, you are a hero for your customers and for yourself. So join me next time for another episode of the Sales Hero Podcast.